What's up, everybody? Zachary Bales Henry here. So I was thinking about this podcast and what I want it to be. The thing that comes to mind for me is having a podcast that's immersive, something that feels meaningful and purposeful, and ultimately how that plays into what I would like to convey to my audience. So I was thinking, you know what? We really started with this mentality of let's be a real estate related podcast. Then it changed away from that mentality more into a philosophical conversation. So now I'm a bit conflicted. So I think the way that I'm going to approach this moving forward is the real estate stuff is just going to be my YouTube channel on there. You will be able to find the real estate related videos where I delve into things like pre-approvals, contract negotiations, buying and selling, what that looks like for the client. And this particular podcast is just going to be my podcast to talk about things that are interesting to me, which seems like it's all over the place. So I apologize for being a little a little confused in the beginning as to what I wanted to do with this podcast, but I think I have a pretty good idea of where I want to be. And to be honest, it's only episode number four. So it's not like, (laughs) it's not like you're three years into a podcast and have no idea what's going on. So today I want to talk about what I call the 3am knock. Ever since I can remember, at least in my adult life, I've had something that comes up from time to time. And it's often when I'm really stressed out, I will wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to fall back asleep. It's really bizarre because sometimes it will come on and it will be fairly prolific. I will experience this for a few days but usually not more than a week and then it will disappear again. But I call it the 3 a.m. knock because it usually happens right around 3 a.m. Sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later, but it's like the most inconvenient time to wake up because it's this weird time where you have to make a decision. Do I just get up? and be tired for the rest of the day, or do I try to fall back asleep? But the issue that I found is it's a rush of anxiety that comes on. It can be about anything, but most of the time it's about work. For me, it's all of the stress and frustrations in my brain processing how I feel about things. And the weird thing is it doesn't necessarily tie closely to the stress that I perceive during the day. It can come on in waves. So it may feel like I'm fine during the day. My anxiety level is pretty low, but when I wake up at this 3 AM, it's like a wave of frustration and anger and fear And all of these things that are really hard to deal with at three in the morning. But like I said, it usually revolves around my idea of myself. And am I producing for my family? Am I 
living the life that I want to live, all these existential questions that are really hard to answer. So this happened to me the other day. As I laid there thinking about all these existential conflicts in my life that I was certainly not going to solve at three in the morning, I started to hear a little bug way off in the distance. This little bug was saying, what is the point of this conversation, this internal dialogue that I'm having with myself right now? Is it useful? And that voice began to get louder and louder and louder and louder until that voice was as loud as the anxiety that was saying I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't performing enough at work, that I was a failure. And this little voice was getting louder and it was saying, this conversation is ridiculous. You are going to solve nothing in the middle of the night. By staying up and going to work, because sometimes that's what I would do is I would just go sit on my laptop and start working because that's the only thing that I could do to pull myself out of this rut. By doing this, you're losing sleep. You're losing balance in your life. And you're feeding this beast. This beast, which is anxiety. It was the first time that I've ever had this secondary voice saying, bro, (laughs) it ain't worth it, man. And I listened to that voice. And it was kind of refreshing to hear this other dialogue in my head because I feel like me in particular, and I know a lot of people who are like me, I would consider my life to be successful. I feel like there's a lot of things that I've accomplished that I can fall back on and say, you know what, I did it. I can build on that. And I feel like I have over the years. However, there is this level of imposter syndrome that I know we all have. And that's what strikes me in the middle of the night. It's all those little ideas during the day. Like think of a, a glass. And you have all these tiny little cracks that you don't necessarily notice. And when you go to bed and you wake up in the middle of the night, you start to see one little dribble of water coming out of that glass. And you realize that glass is fractured all over the place. That's our brains. When we allow the anxiety to soak through and when we allow this imposter syndrome to penetrate our lives. The weird thing is, is when I got into this business 16 years ago, I was naive, but I think you have to be to do anything in, at least in this realm, sales. You have to be naive because if you knew what you're getting yourself into, you probably wouldn't do it. I've told people many, many times, if I had to go and rebuild this business from scratch, there is no way I would ever do it because I know I'm not ignorant anymore. I know what it takes and it is brutal at times. 
But back then, I thought that if I could get to a certain point where I'm at now, if I could get to this point, there would just be this huge self-actualization and that I will have known that I that I arrived. And that is so not true. It's almost cliche now that we talk about imposter syndrome. So much so that I think people don't necessarily give it a lot of weight. It seems funny or comical that people feel as though they have not arrived when they arrived long, long before that point. I can count on my hands how many times I feel like I've hit the pinnacle of my career just to find out that there was another level, that there was another point. And the difficulty is, is the further you make it into whatever you do, the more you realize that you haven't done hardly anything at all. But the issue is this imposter syndrome, this anxiety around performing and being who you think you should be is a narrative that lives in your head and it's a narrative that you shouldn't necessarily listen to. And it's hard to replace that voice with something else. And that's the 3 a.m. knock. That's the voice that kicks you into gear in the middle of the night because it's when you're at your weakest that that voice can take hold and it can say, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not worth it. You didn't try hard enough today. You're not going to try hard enough tomorrow. You're going to fail. I used to tell people a story, and I still believe this firmly, deep within my soul, that at the end of the day, all we are truly afraid of is dying. And this is is not my story. This is a story that I've heard time and time again in various forms, but Ultimately, what we're afraid of is dying. So everything in our lives that we fear leads back to the fear of death. Here's an example. So since we're talking about work, let's let's run through that narrative. If I'm not good at work, I'm not going to make money. If I'm not going to make money, then I can't afford the things in my life. If I can't afford the things in my life, then I can't afford shelter. If I can't afford shelter, then how do I survive? If I can't survive, what am I going to do for food? If I can't get food, then I'm going to die. Now I'm really dumbing it down, but if you follow your anxiety back to its root cause, eventually you're going to get to your death. At least that's where I arrive. Because what are most of us fearful of? It's death. Like nobody wants to die because being dead is the end. It's over. You have no more options. So sometimes it's helpful when when you run into these really extreme moments especially ones that creep in in the middle of the night to follow that train back to the beginning. It's helpful to entertain it a little bit and see where it's coming from. 
is it logical? Is it not? And that's where that secondary voice that I was talking about came into place because I was asking myself, like, really, honestly, what what could I do right now to solve all my problems? Absolutely nothing. At three in the morning, nothing's going to change. In reality, the only thing I can do is be consistent. Consistency. Showing up every single day, doing the right things over and over and over again. That's how you create meaningful change in your life. I talked about in my last podcast the importance of running. The reason, one of the, one of the biggest reasons I love running is because most people cannot go out and just run a marathon. Most people can, can't go out and run an ultra marathon. Most people can't go out and do this great thing in running without building on blocks. And those blocks are miles. Every day you go run a set amount of miles. And eventually, if you do that enough, you will get to the ultimate goal, whatever that goal is. It's that simple. Literally, running is that simple. You run one to two to three to four miles a day long enough, and you will be able to run the race that you want to run consistently over and over again because it's a building block experience. And that is life. Life is just building on actions every single day until you get the desired result. Does it happen overnight? No. Does anything worth doing in this life happen overnight? No. Is that a hard concept to understand? Sometimes. Yeah, I get into it. All the time. I am an all or nothing personality. That is just who I am through and through. So that's really hard for me sometimes because I have to decide, is it worth my time? Because if I half-ass something, it's not going to happen. So if I devote myself to something, it needs to be 100%. And that means sometimes I start things and I say, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it because I don't have the time or I I'm not going to be as good at it as I want to be. So as we come back to what this voice is, I think it's important to understand where it's coming from, why it's there, and why you are giving that voice a stage. For me... It was the realization that that voice is coming from a different place. That it doesn't hold truth. In therapy, we talk a little bit about not all of your thoughts are realities. And I think that's a really important concept to understand because sometimes we think, you know, if I think it, it's real, it's coming from somewhere. But I think as you get older and you become an adult, you realize that we all have really bizarre thoughts. And those aren't real just because we thought them. They just pop up, you acknowledge them, and they go away. It's a hard concept to grasp. 
But once you grasp that concept, you realize that this weight that we put on ourselves doesn't need to be there. We create our own reality. It seems so very simple to say that and so very difficult to realize it. And I get that. There are many times where I have to remind myself like, hey, man, this whole game is just made up and we've all just decided to play by the rules that we put out there. But when you strip down reality and the life that you live down to the bare bones, you realize at the end of the day, you decide to wake up, you decide to go to work, you decide to live the life that you want to live, and you decide when you are no longer satisfied with the life that you've created for yourself. Now, it's easy to fall into the narrative like we're stuck, and I completely acknowledge that sometimes we are stuck in different parts of our lives, but... The reality of it is we make a choice every single day to continue to live the life that we've created for ourselves. And if we're not satisfied with that life, then we should change that life until we are satisfied. It's not a difficult concept to explain, but it's a difficult concept to realize. So I think the importance is building incremental change over time until you're able to combat some of this anxiety. Until you're able to realize, hey, this negative voice isn't real. It's never going to go away. That voice is never going to stop. But it has no power over me. And it means absolutely nothing. It's always going to be there. It's the same voice that I hear like when I'm running. It just says, hey man, this sucks. Stop. Stop. It hurts. (laughs) But I realize after I'm done, like, hey, I got it done. I didn't listen to the voice. I'm still here. Everything's fine. And that voice that comes at you in the middle of the night, It's never going to give you what you need if you follow it. It's just going to say you're not enough over and over and over again. So that's all I got for you today. Hopefully you're doing well and we'll see you later.